Good morning. Everyone can hear me in the back? Thank you so much for inviting me to be with you this morning at Trinity. I'm the Reverend Liz Steinhauser. I'm the Senior Director of Youth Programs at your sister church, St. Stephen's in the south end of Boston. Among the things we do at St. Stephen's is to run the Be Safe program, the Bishop's Summer Academic and Fun Enrichment program, the Be Ready After School program, and community organizing, including the Be Peace for George campaign. Anyone hear of any of those? Great. Trinity Concord has been a faithful partner in these youth programs since day one, 19 years ago. Did you all know that? So on behalf of everyone at St. Stephen's Youth Programs, thank you for being such great companions and partners in this ongoing effort to build the kingdom of God in Boston and beyond. This morning, I would like to invite us to reflect on the ways that our partnership and the work that we do together, especially in the Be Safe and Youth Programs, helps us to live into our Christian values of love, forgiveness, and hope. You all know about the Be Safe program, right? You just raise your hands. Is it okay if I just give you a few reminders? So Be Safe is an academic and enrichment program that happens in six neighborhoods around Boston and Chelsea. This past summer, 500 elementary and middle schoolers participated in the Be Safe program. That means they practiced their reading and writing skills by making pop-up books about their understanding of community. They had fun doing hands-on science experiments in STEM, and they watched the many-day process of caterpillars turning into and metamorphosizing into butterflies. They did creative arts projects in which they used natural objects to make self-portraits, helping them to simultaneously investigate themselves as well as the environment around them. And they ran around playing games to stay healthy, to learn what it means to be on a team, and to take part in nutrition activities, like making fruit smoothies with blenders. They went on fun Friday field trips that took them outside of their neighborhoods in the city, breathing fresh air and exploring new farms and beaches and lakes, like the trip you sponsor to Nara Park in Acton. In addition to all of this, 150 teenagers had paid jobs or paid internships with the Be Safe program. They had the opportunity to earn money, to build their own leadership skills, to serve as mentors to younger students and helping those kids learn, participate, make friends, and feel included. Beyond that, another 100 adults, many of them alum of the St. Stephen's Youth Programs themselves, worked as teaching specialists or lead counselors or in senior leadership roles. So this is the Be Safe program, an academic employment, leadership, new opportunity program. This is the program that together we make happen. And volunteers from Trinity specifically help to bring lunch to 150 young people and adults at our site in St. Stephen's in the South End. You all read with young people at Deer Time 
drop everything and read. You raise money for the food that you served, the bus for the field trip, and part of your diocesan assessment also goes to support the Be Safe program. So, understandably, sometimes people could mistakenly think that Be Safe is an academic program solely designed to stop the summer learning slide that research shows happens when young people do not participate in a program like this. You've all heard of that, right? Where young people who don't do summer programs like Be Safe, it takes them until November to get back to what they knew in June, which cumulatively means that they lose four months of learning time every year, which by grade five means they're two and a half years behind their peers in a place like Concord compared to a place like the South End. So we are an academic program, but we're not just that. Other people think of the BSAFE program as a feeding program. Last summer, with the support of 52 partner churches like Trinity, which is nearly a third of our diocese, BSAFE provided close to 35,000 meals in five weeks. So we are a feeding program too, but not only that. You might, it might be understandable if you thought of the Be Safe program as a workforce development program, training 250 people to be high-quality, caring youth, youth workers. We are that, too. But I encourage us, and I think, that when we really reflect on the meaning of the Be Safe program and what we do together at St. Stephen's Youth Programs, what we are is a love, forgiveness, and hope program. We're striving to create more love by building relationships across differences of age, geography, race, income level, language, and experience. We're promoting forgiveness, using tools of restorative justice to give young people and each other lots of chances to make amends, to rejoin community, to get it right. And we are increasing hope by mentoring young people to take on new opportunities, by helping them to think about their future as college students or people in a career, and by doing community organizing to promote equity in education, employment, and community safety. We're trying to live into and live out these Christian values of love, forgiveness, and hope which are, I think, some of the fruits of the true vine that we hear about in the Gospel of John this morning. Did you see that in the scripture passage? In typical John fashion, it's a little bit obscure and esoteric. Amen? Plus, how many people here cultivate grapes or run a vineyard? Anybody? We had two people in the 8 o'clock who actually know about this firsthand. So let's take a closer look at the scripture together. In this sermon that the writer of the Gospel of John records, Jesus is preaching essentially a few key things to his disciples and I think to us. First, Jesus is saying that God abides, is with us. God abides with us. Abide in me and I abide in you. This word abide has a lot of different translations. It's from the Old English. It means to remain with or to wait. Or as Reverend Nancy said this morning, to make a home inside or to make a home with. 
Here it means literally that, to dwell with each other, to rest with each other. So God is abiding with us, resting, being with us, connected to us. And we are to do the same thing and stay connected to the divine. It's point one. Second, out of that connection with God, we are to bear fruit. The passage says, you bear much fruit and become my disciples. That's what we are supposed to do. The first letter uh, from John, the passage that we heard in our second reading, talks about um, the same sort of thing that we, out of our God's love for us, we show our love for brothers and sisters. Amen? Right? Wait, why? That wasn't a joke. <laughs> so, doing that work of bearing fruit, it can only be done in connection and community. We have to do it together. The branch is not alone. It's part of a vine. And it bears fruit because together we can do something. And apart, we can do nothing. And I would add and emphasize that it's not just about staying connected with God, with the divine, but we have to stay connected with each other, the full body of Christ. So what is the fruit that we are supposed to bear? That's the fourth point from this reading. And I think the teachings and preachings of Jesus in the scripture are the pruning that we need to understand what we are to do. The passage says it. You have already been cleansed. You already know by the word that I have spoken to you. So what do we know about what we're supposed to do to stay connected to God and to stay connected to our brothers and sisters? We're supposed to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, all of our neighbors. We're supposed to forgive seven times, 70 times. That means we need to assume best intentions, give people lots of chances, but also if something goes wrong, Make sure that we're reconciling and coming back together. Don't let it linger. And we're supposed to hope for the kingdom. We are faithful people who believe, despite the occasional evidence to the contrary, that a better world is possible and is promised to us. And I think this is what we are all trying to do together through Be Safe and the St. Stephen's Youth Programs. We say it all the time. In our programs, and it's true, there is no required religious component to what we do in our programs. Sure, we have optional worship in which young people can choose to participate, but our community is radically welcoming. And we have staff and volunteers and young people from all religious backgrounds, Pentecostal, Roman Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, none, and sometimes even a few Episcopalians thrown in. Still, even though there's no required religious component, I would argue that what we're trying to do together is to build a community that embodies these Christian values of love, forgiveness, and hope. So how do we do it? First, I think that we are a radically welcoming community. The sort that we hear about in the first letter from John, the sort that we hear about from Paul in Galatians, no longer is there Jew or Greek. No longer is there slave or free. No longer male or female. We are all one in Christ. That's the kind of community we're striving to build. And it's not that differences don't matter. 
We're not trying to pretend like we are colorblind, for example. Rather, the community that we are trying to build sees our differences, our diversity, as a strength. State Representative Byron Rushing, who's also a national Episcopal leader, some of you may know him, he's the representative for our neighborhood in the South End. And in his political life, he often cites the um, asset of the South End that people talk about the most as the diversity of the South End. But then he asks a follow-up question. How many times have you been in the living room of a neighbor who's different than you? And the room generally gets quiet. Most folks have not been to each other's houses. They've not sat in the living room of someone who's different than them. But I think in our programs at St. Stephen's, in our parish hall, we are the living room of the South End. People across differences gather and have meals and coffee together. And I would argue that in our work together in Be Safe, in what happens in those five weeks of the summer program, we are the church's living room. Amen? You can walk into our doors and feel radically welcomed no matter where you are walking from. Old or young, teen or elementary schooler, black or white, rich or poor. At least that's what we're striving for. And I think that's the sort of loving, radically welcoming community we are called to create. Second, I think that we are a forgiving community. Brian Stevenson, he's the executive director and founder of the Equal Justice Initiative. I understand that this summer you're going to be reading his book, Just Mercy. Is that right? Some people have heard about that? Your reading group? So just coincidentally, I, uh, he's a hero of mine as well. And one of his most famous quotes he does a lot of work with people who are on death row. And he was recently in the press, if you heard about the new museum that was just opened in Alabama about the history of lynching in the United States. Anybody see that? That's his work. He says that all of us are more than the worst thing we have ever done. It's part of his philosophy and his theology. And I think that that is good news for the young people we work with. Often they forget and they might use mean language to talk to each other. If you know any kids, maybe you know kids who sometimes say a mean word to a friend. It's good news for us also. Sometimes we might say a mean word or gossip. But I think there's also social sin that we are engaged with even if we haven't decided to be. There's separations that are directly related to the way we make decisions about policy and our budgets. For example, in a Christian community, it might be hard to believe that guns would be made for profit. Amen? You might need things to be safe, but it wouldn't make sense in a Christian community for gun manufacturers to make $1.5 billion a year last year as a profit off of guns. But it would make even less sense for the cost of fatal and non-fatal gun violence in the United States last year to be $229 billion. That means all of the trauma counselors, all of the extra police officers, all the extra hospital costs that come from gun violence cost $229 billion against the profit of $1.5 billion. That doesn't make any sense. We might need to be forgiven for a sin like that. And I believe in the programs that we're doing, we are trying to use uh, practices of restorative justice 
what we sometimes call a Be Excellent program, where young people are being taught to figure out what went wrong and what they need to do to make amends, to make things right with their neighbor. And I think that in our programs, we are a radically hopeful, faith-filled program and community. We believe that things like that gun violence statistics, those can change. We believe that public education can be fully funded and that schools like the Blackstone School that's across the street from us should not have to make choices about cutting their swimming program or cutting uh, English language teachers from their program, especially when there's 76% of the students who speak a language other than English at home. We believe and we're hope-filled because we're doing things about it. We know that part of creating community safety is having safe parks and playgrounds. And so a few years ago, our teenagers organized to make the park in Lower Roxbury, across from one of our year-round sites, a safer, more healthy park for young people to play. And the mayor of Boston recognized the work of the teenagers and committed $2.4 million to fully renovate that park. And if you come and visit, you can see the new playground that's being built and the backhoes that are just about to be pulled away so that the park can open for the summer. We are hope-filled people, amen? And we believe that out of this work with young people and in neighborhoods and communities, we are not only doing the right thing for our society, but we are once again making the church relevant in the city and here in Concord. So if you're curious about this, if you're not yet engaged with our programs, I invite you to come visit one time and feel that loving welcome when you come through our doors. Or if you are already curious and want to do more, I invite you to think about reading with an elementary schooler at our Blackstone School or in our after-school program in our parish hall slash church's living room. If you want a young person to help think about his or her future, to have that kind of hope in being a college student, I invite you to come and mentor a teenager. I invite you to think about being part of the Mother's Day walk on May 13th and march in solidarity with those who've lost family members or sons or daughters to gun violence as a first step in becoming a truly Christian community. Amen? Thank you for all the ways in which we are already partnered and already are branches on the vine. And I look forward to talking with you at coffee hour about more things we can do together. Amen. Amen.